0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S code SUPER24.
1: Our Ask the Experts weekend continues within the House with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV.
0: Hello, good morning, and welcome. That's right. In the house, your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick, host of this program. I do own a business called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, Throughout the week, we primarily help people with uh, their roofing, siding, and window needs and then every weekend come in and answer your home improvement questions. Been doing a radio show, home improvement radio show for about 17 or 18 years now. Uh, Only in Jacksonville for a few years, uh, the radio show is, but um, uh, throughout the state and other areas um, uh, have uh, been doing it longer. But would love for you to be a part of the show this morning. Uh, Any type of home improvement question is okay with me. Maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition and you wanna know what type of remodel or addition pays off. Uh, Maybe you're thinking about um, uh, painting and you don't want to know, should you, uh, should you prime it first or should you just paint over the top? Uh, maybe you are thinking about replacing some flooring and you want to know, what's the difference between engineered wood and regular hardwood and laminate? Really, anything having to do with home improvement uh, is okay with me. A lot of questions I can answer. If I can't answer it, I'll let you know that as well. Number to dial is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Uh, you can also email me a question. Uh, you can do that through the website, either show.com or my company website, which is universalroofjacks.com. Uh, just send it questions. At universalroofjacks.com and then I'll answer the question. or read the question first. Uh, that way, everybody knows what the question is, and then I'll answer it uh, live on the air. I do have some stuff on my talk agenda to get to today. I wanted to talk a, a little bit about uh, energy efficiency and some changes, things that you can do uh, to your home to make your home more energy efficient, uh, and then um, some other tips and tricks. And uh, but would love for you to be a part of the show. Uh, let's face it, uh, I'm not the best part of this show. It's you, our great listener, three four oh one oh four five, and we do have the smartest listeners here on uh, News one oh four five WOKV. That is for sure. All right, so you know, energy efficiency. This time of year, uh, people start thinking about it. You know, if it cools down a little bit, and and uh, you you start to feel a little coldness in the air. You start to feel a little briskness as uh, as you walk near your windows and doors if they're drafty. And uh, so, uh, this is the time of year a lot of people think about energy savings and about energy uh, consumption. And uh, you can your existing home more energy efficient, whether that's insulation or whether that's new windows or doors or whether that's adding additional ventilation, uh, whether it's um, uh, radiant barriers, whether it's a uh, uh, new uh, HVAC system that is more efficient or uh, or it's um, sealing your duct work uh, to make sure that it's, that air isn't escaping as it's traveling through your ducts. All of those things are things that you can do to make your home more energy efficient. We're going to chat about some of those today uh, throughout the show between your calls. Uh, but again, if you want to call Three four zero one zero four five. All right, let's go to Bill on the west side. Bill, you're in the house. How can I help you this morning?
2: Yeah, yeah. We have a uh, patio part of the house is one wall, and the other part of the house is a second wall. It's got a nice flat slab, and I'm going to enclose the other two walls. My question is, we put the t- uh, pressure treated two by four down to put the studs up on mm-hmm. the concrete. Right. not there be some sort of sealant or membrane or something to water, in case water, so the water won't leak between the concrete and the wood?
0: Well, let's um, let's kind let me start a little bit sooner than that first before I answer that question. So the most of the time when we have that exterior patio area, it is at a different level, uh, different grade than what the interior of the house is. And so is that the case here? Is there a step down from the interior of the house when you go out on that patio?
2: Yes, there is. Uh,
0: okay. So th- this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when they when they close in that area, is that they do not raise the floor. And then what ends up happening is, is they get water intrusion that comes in along that outer wall that you build and then floods that area. And so... I do not recommend that you keep the grade of that what was exterior patio that you're closing in. I do not recommend that you keep that same grade. I recommend that you that you pour that floor so that it's the same height as the interior of the home.
2: Okay, that's exactly what I thought, but I had some people disagree with me, and it's just bugging the heck out of me. So, um, yes, all right. Can you put two inches of concrete over over that, or or you saying make it the exact same height as the house?
0: Yeah, I I like if you're closing. Are you closing it in and air conditioning it? Is that what you're doing?
2: Yeah, I'll have it air conditioned.
0: Okay, so yes, I think that you should should make it the same height as the interior of the home. Because what will happen, sometimes people will want to end up removing the, the door that separates that area, and then all of a sudden you still have a step down. So the best remodels and additions are ones that don't look like they're remodels or additions. And height changes in floors is one of the biggest ways that we can see that this area was closed in or added on later on. So I think that it's a good idea to pour it the same height as the, what the rest of the house is. Now, you do have to be cautious when you're pouring concrete over concrete because what happens is, is that if the concrete isn't thick enough, thick enough, then it actually cracks. And so many times what you have to do is you have to etch the existing concrete that is there so it'll actually adhere, or there's, a dish, there's other types of additives that you can put on top of the concrete so that there will be a bond between the old concrete and new concrete. And also, it's a good idea that that when they deliver the concrete, they can add fibers to it. They give it strength so that that way it it uh, it can be held together uh, with um, uh, with fibers and not be as thick. See, part of what gives concrete its its thickness is either rebar, strengthening rebar. Or um, uh, uh, fibers or thickness uh, is what gives it a part of its strength. If it's, if it's thin, and especially if you're putting concrete over concrete, then it can crack later on as it cures. And so either you, you need to add rebar or you need to add that's drilled into the old one, or you need to add some, um, some additives to the concrete so that, that it does give it strength so that it doesn't crack.
2: I got it. Okay, I appreciate it.
0: And Thank then, uh, yep, yeah, no problem. And then also, there it, there does have to be the the waterproofing material on the uh, on the outside of that new wall that you're framing has to come down below the level of where the concrete is so one we stop water from coming in because of the height changes because of the grade and then secondly there does have to be some sort of waterproofing membrane that again also won't allow the water to come in underneath of that two by four that you're placing on top of the uh on top of that new uh you know the new slab that you're building
2: right okay i got it all
0: right thanks bill appreciate your call man Bye. Bye. All right, number to dial with your home improvement questions, uh three four oh one oh four five. Again, three four oh one oh four five. You know the, the the lesson that Bill just gave is a is a great lesson, which is that he used his common sense. He said that when he was getting uh, opinions from people, and they said to just go right over the top, that it didn't make sense to him. When you're involved in home improvement projects, and when you're getting uh, when you're getting quotes and you're getting advice from people, I really want you to build it through the through the, the filter of does that make sense? to me. and You get a different opinions because if you get three people out, you're going to get different opinions on what, um, uh, on what is right. So you also back that up with facts. You, you back it up with, okay, what is the research? If somebody's saying that, um, that, it, uh, that it, you can just go over the top, you know, does that make sense? And then show me the research that shows that that's okay. So, so Bill, I like that you, that you use that as a filter as you are um, uh, talking to different people about that project. So good luck with that for sure. All right, let's go to Jim in San Marco. Uh, Jim, you're in the house. How can I help you, man?
1: Yeah, I have a uh, existing residential uh, house that's on a uh, terrazzo floor slab. Mm-hmm. I want to. Uh, I bought the house, and uh, the original. Uh, I'm the second owner. The original owner, evidently. Uh, redid their water lines from under the slab sewer uh, water lines and ran them up into the attic and came down and replumbed to existing bathrooms. Right. I want in kitchen area. I wanted to add uh, an interior bathroom, and my concern was twofold. One, I had one plumber and he says, Yeah, we'll just dig here and tap into the line. And I said, Well, can't we? Uh, how, do, how do we know it's going to be deep enough to take the gravity flow of the sewer from the new bathroom toilet in John? And I also was worried about existing water lines in the slab that might be, uh, that are now presumably non-functional, but I just didn't want to create headaches. So, number one, can't they, or, or is there equipment that can kind of photo or x-ray that, a, that trunk line to receive, the, the existing trunk line, to receive the new sewer so I know I have enough grade to take my gravity flow from the new bathroom, one, and then two, might there be problems with interrupting or are those water lines that have been moved to the attic dead under the slab? Woo! How about
0: all that? <laughs> yeah, I and I'm with you. So I, those are those are great questions uh, for sure. All right, so let's talk about the the water lines first. So yeah, once the so it's very common uh, when a house is replumbed if it is uh, on a slab, it's very common to take those new uh, supply water lines and run them through the attic. Um, one just because it's a lot less expensive than tearing out all your floors and cutting uh, new holes in all the floors. The attic is just the easier way to do. Do it right. and so it is extremely common uh, when a house is replumbed, uh for all the supply lines to now run through the attic so once that happens once it's now moved to the attic all of the supply line piping that is in the slab is is, is it's not working like there's no water going through okay. it so okay. I so yeah I have zero concerns about cutting the old supply lines that are that are in the slab I have zero concerns about it whatsoever. So that's one part of your question. Second part of your question is, is, okay, you're adding a bathroom to a central area of the home. And then how do you make sure that the fall is right? So that, because let's, let's face it. My dad always used a term. It was, you know, crap runs downhill. (laughs) And so, so you want to make sure that you have enough, um, uh, enough fall from one area to the other to make sure that all of that stuff uh, that we know (laughs) goes in uh, to bathrooms we want to make sure that that flows out well i think that you can do that without actually getting too highly technical about it basically you just measure from where that new bathroom is to where you believe that the other lines are and if you have the plans from the existing house you have a good idea most of the time plumbers you can tell because what's going to happen is is they're usually going to run straight lines and then they're going to go off in either direction. And so you can usually have a really good idea just looking at it. If a plumber looks at it where those lines are, you just measure the distance and see if you have enough fall. So again, I would just get a couple plumbers out to take a look at it, get a couple different opinions and, and like i i know that if i went there i'd be able to tell you you know with within 95 percent certainty whether or not you had a fall enough fall from one distance to the other so i don't you can get as technical as they do have you know different materials that can actually go in and 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 see where they are but you can't necessarily see the height of them you know what i mean you don't know mm-hmm. you don't know if it's four and a half inches down or, or if it's five inches down, you know what I mean? And so, um, so uh,
1: it's about, it's about 10 feet away from an existing bathroom. And my, my concern wasn't so much. I think that I do would have enough fall just looking at new construction and seeing how the, where they have put the lines down a a fair distance below gray to get that natural fall. Um, My biggest concern was, uh Where he, where we had one plumber, he says, "Well, we can. I think it's right about here, and right about here is in the in the middle of an existing adjacent bedroom." And I said, "Okay, I, I don't mind going there, but we want to make sure if it's over five feet, all of a sudden we're blowing up more floor area to get to that trunk line." So my, I was asking them, "Can they come in with a camera or something like that, or, or like you said?" I'm, I'm guessing a, a good plumber would would be able to guesstimate pretty uh, logistically where that line was, but I'm trying to really pinpoint it to make to be more conservative in damage done to the existing floor.
0: Sure. Now the the terrazzo, because you talked about having terrazzo, is do you still have the terrazzo as the surface, or do you have some other flooring material over the top?
1: Uh, they put a tile over it. Uh, so they would have to, you know, pop the tile and then there's the, the terrazzo floor, which is really pretty nice, but, uh, <laughs> but we would probably go back with some kind of covering. So that's if, being in a bedroom. I thought, okay, I could, you know, retile or re- I'm not too worried about the, the, uh, um, you know, replacement, but I do, you know, want to limit it as how much I would have to replace or go down or whatever, whatever.
0: Sure. So with terrazzo, I mean, I would have a bigger concern if you didn't have flooring over the terrazzo, because when you patch terrazzo, it's never going to look the same. You know what I mean? So um, so I would have more of a concern if you were trying to keep the aesthetics of a terrazzo. You know, we add uh, in, in the, uh, I used to do more remodeling than I do now, and we would add bathrooms all the time. And our method of doing it was not, we did not take um, uh, and do you know all of this specialized equipment to do it? We would be able to tell you within a, a certain amount of, of of assurance, within a few feet, uh, whether or not um, uh, that um, where that plumbing line most likely was. So that's typically the way that we would handle it. I have seen uh, different equipment that does allow you to look at where the pl- plumbing lines are, but most plumbers don't ha- it's a most plumbers don't have it. So I wouldn't be that concerned
1: great all right, th- well, fantastic all thanks right. brother thank you very much
0: appreciate your call all right that music means i got to take a break uh, we'll be right back you're listening to in the house hey hey welcome back in the house your home improvement questions are answered 340-1045 again Three four zero one zero four five. or you can email me a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, let's go to Bob in Palm Coast. Bob, you're in the house. How can I help you?
3: Hey, good morning. Good morning. Is this Ken or Jared?
0: This is Jared.
3: Jared, good morning. Um, yeah, we, uh, we bought a house last August here in Palm Coast, and uh, it's vinyl siding. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's older, obviously, so it's slightly oxidized, not greatly, but uh, it's a Wedgwood blue color. We want to change the color. Mm I wondered about pressure washing it first and what kind of paint to use, how to put it on, can you spray it, can you roll it, whatever, and uh, how do you plug holes that are there from previous owners that have put nail holes or screw holes into the vinyl that I would like to plug first and then sand down somehow.
0: Sure. Okay, so um, vinyl can be painted. Uh, One of the advantages of vinyl, in fact, probably well, I guess there's two advantages to vinyl over other types of siding. Um, uh, one is is that you don't have to paint it. Um, uh, it you know comes pre-finished, and so the idea with vinyl is that you don't have to paint it. The only other good thing about vinyl is that from a cost perspective, it's cheaper than a lot of other types of siding. But otherwise, it, it's you know those are the two advantages of it. So my you can paint it. So I'm going to walk through the process of painting it. But in general, I would say if you, if you are okay with the color, I wouldn't paint it. If you're not, it is what it is. You know, the only way to change the color is to paint it. So, uh, so that's the first thing I know that when my wife gets her mind made up where she wants a different color, it doesn't matter whether it's a good idea to paint it or not. It's that she wants it a different color. So either I buy something new or I paint it. So, uh, so I get that. So, um, I, with with it, you want to make sure that you could do good preparation. We do get concerned with pressure washing of vinyl, just because the vinyl is not really waterproof by itself. The thing about forced water is that you're 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 getting it in a lot of areas where you can allow water to get in behind. So I, I'm okay with pressure washing it, but I also like you know if if it's a one story, I actually like the idea of taking some sort of detergent uh, and and actually scrubbing it a little bit with a soft brush. It takes more time but it's gonna uh, I don't want you to get too close to the vinyl with a pressure washer because it can damage it and it can allow water to get in and so um, now I've come to a break here so if you don't mind holding on and then I want to finish this discussion uh, after uh, after news so hold on one second you're listening to in the house we'll be right back
1: Our Ask the Experts Weekend continues within the house with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV.
0: Welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here right now. Love for you to be a part of it. Number here 340-1045. You can also email me a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. And uh, before the break, we are talking to Bob. Uh, Bob is in Palm Coast. Uh, He has vinyl siding and uh, wants to change the color. And so we've been talking about uh, painting it. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you. I just re-shingled my roof while waiting. It's okay.
0: <laughs> hey, I can't control the length of the brakes man <laughs> hey,
3: I'm in radio myself here down here and I know the deal
0: yep that's the way it works alright so so, yeah, so the um, you can paint vinyl, and, and so it is, so my concern with pressure washing, like in general, I'm fine with pressure washing the exterior of the home. Vinyl, I look, get a little bit concerned because the amount of force that it takes to actually remove the dirt and debris can sometimes cause damage to the vinyl, and at the same time can got, get water intrusion behind the vinyl, just because vinyl is not the most waterproof material, and so... When cleaning it, I I like if you are, especially when you're going to paint it because it, it has to be a nice clean surface for that paint to adhere to. So they recommend, if you look at a lot of the vinyl manufacturers, they recommend taking about a third of cup of laundry detergent with a little bit of bleach, maybe like a quart of bleach, and then one gallon of water. And then you can put that in a pump-up sprayer and spray it on and then just use a brush and brush it a little bit uh, I've seen people in the past use um, uh, one on a, 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 a one on a you know on a um, like a broom handle uh, or extension where they spray it on and then they just uh, rub along with uh, with like almost like a car wash uh, type of brush and uh, just to get that dirt and debris off and then rinse it off. And you can rinse it off with a pressure washer. You just want to stay far enough back where you're not actually damaging it. So getting it nice and clean is a is a key element. The next element that is key is you want to make sure that the weather is good if there is any chance of rain whatsoever I don't want you to paint that day because it's really important for it to be dry it needs to be really dry um, when uh, when you're painting it and then You can go to the paint store and and get a recommendation from them on on, uh, what uh, to use over the top of vinyl. But in general, we're going to find that a latex urethane paint is going to be the best when painting over the top of vinyl. Okay. And then in regards to spraying it or using a brush or using a roller... In general, spraying's probably going to be better just because of the grooves of the vinyl and how the pieces come together. The spraying it is probably going to be the best, and you're going to get a more smooth, um, uh, you know, adherence of it. But I'm not opposed to rolling or brushing if you don't have a paint sprayer. But uh-huh. if you have a paint sprayer, then spraying is going to be better.
3: Okay. Now, what, what about holes where previous owners have put screws or nail holes? Is there a way to plug those and then sand it down?
0: Yeah, I mean, most of the time what you're going to find is that is that, depending on the size of the hole, um, is uh, is to just use some sort of caulking uh, is is usually the best. I don't want you to, you know, to sand the vinyl too much just because you don't want to, you know, cause any op- additional openings in it. So usually, uh, like if it's a larger hole, you know, they'll, they'll put either backer rod in uh, and then caulking over the top. And then the other, um, if you... Uh, With caulking, what you can do as well is when you fill it with caulk, you smooth it with your finger a little bit. And then actually, if you take a wet sponge and just go over it lightly, that's going to smooth that area out so you're less likely to see it uh, when you paint over the top of it. So, um, but But just
3: the uh, striations of, of the vinyl itself. Right.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah, so the, a sponge is a good way to do that. Um uh it just kind of smooths it out a little bit and gets it um you know uh, gets it looking closer to what it would naturally.
3: Just an exterior silicone caulk
0: basically. Well, well, you got to be careful with silicone because a lot of silicone caulking is not paintable. So if uh-huh. it if it does have silicone in it, you want to make sure that it is a paintable silicone. Um, but uh, a latex caulk would be fine, especially if you're using a latex urethane paint. So uh, any painting style caulking would be fine. Just just make sure that if it is silicone, as I said, that it that it is paintable. Paintable.
3: Okay. Yep. Good. Thank you so much, Jared. Appreciate it.
0: No problem. The other thing that I would want you to do before you do that is I, I want you to at least get a quote on what Hardy siding is. A heart, a Hardy board is looks really good. Now, it's not cheap. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it looks really good. And they do have a pre-painted version called Color Plus. Um, again, it's going to be more expensive than what you're doing. But uh, there is an aesthetic difference to Hardy as well. So I'd at least want you to get a quote for it, because I have found people that said, you know, they ended up going through all this thing of painting the vinyl, and then they get it done, and they're like, well, it still looks like vinyl, I still don't like it, and then they end up a few years later replacing it with Hardy, and then they wasted all the time and the money painting it in the first place. So I at least, before you want to go down that road, I at least want you to get a quote on what Hardy is, um, just because it's you know it's pretty nice so okay
3: okay sounds good thank Very you good. for your info i appreciate it jared have a great day
0: no problem you too Go and to
3: uh,
0: hurrah <laughs> uh, if you end up uh, if you end up do wanting a quote on the, uh, on the hardy, we do that at Universal Roof and Contracting. Our office number is 647-3907. Again, 647-3907. Uh, my business, Universal Roof and Contracting. We focus on uh, roofing, siding, and windows are the areas where we perform work. And we do work there in Palm Coast. But uh, our office number is 647-3907. All right, thanks for that question, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, let's see. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Paul on the south side. Uh, Paul, you're in the house. How can I help you?
2: Uh, yes, good morning. I enjoy your show. Thanks, uh, Bob. I I have recently exchanged all of my ionizing uh, smoke detectors, and uh, they're all interconnected um, for monitoring. But there's two left that I don't really recognize what they are. I think they're thermal detectors. Okay. They, they look a little different. They have a much wider opening around the top. Uh, one is not working, but I'm, I don't want to mess with them because there's also a sprinkler system here in the condo. Mm. And I don't know if they're interconnected. And if, if I take these things off, I don't want to set off the sprinkler system. The sprinklers on, in the ceiling look like the, the type that have the red alcohol uh, glass um that if it heats up, that will set it off. But are, is there any way that that is electronically set off
0: also? Um, when was the uh, when was the condo built? Two thousand and one. It is possible. There are um, uh, they. There are sprinklers today uh that yes that uh if um uh there are sensors that are attached to other areas throughout that say it's not just the glass breaking that would cause the sprinkler to to go off but electronically they will as well now 2001 i'm not sure uh but i i would probably be cautious and not pull them down and replace them just in case uh Or I would find out who um, actually put them in originally. There's only a few uh, uh, fire sprinkler companies uh, that work new construction. And so, you know, it's a a list of most likely three or four different companies, most likely. And so uh, you can contact them as well uh, just to make sure. But I definitely would be cautious and not remove it just in case.
2: Oh, great. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks, bud. Appreciate your call. Take care. Mm -hmm. Thanks, bud. If you want to take his line, it is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. I want to take uh, take a few moments and talk to you about Renewal by Anderson. Uh, renewal by Anderson is the window replacement division of Anderson Corporation. Anderson is just known for quality when it comes to windows and doors. And uh, a number of years ago, Anderson had figured out that there's just not a good process for replacement for window replacement, this was over 20 years ago, so what a lot of people were doing back then is they were just taking a standard size window and door and then modifying it for in order to replace it. And so uh, uh, Re- Anderson decided to start a division uh, to Anderson Corporation called Renewal by Anderson. And it is the window replacement division of the Anderson Corporation. And then they partner with local uh, companies uh, in each geographic area. And so Renewal by Anderson is, uh, in my opinion, the best uh, window replacement. Replacement experience, and they've set out to have the best experience in home improvement. And so, they uh, will send a design consultant to your home, uh, give you a price right there that's good for a year on your window replacement. And they have uh, uh, the windows that they use, the windows that they manufacture, they're not vinyl, they're not aluminum, they're not wood. It's actually a material called Fibrex, and uh, it was. Uh, invented uh, by Anderson Corporation uh, along with a, another company that they had purchased, and it is a great material. It, it looks like a painted wood window, except it doesn't rot the way that the wood does. It, it doesn't expand and contract and crack the way that vinyl does, and it doesn't have the heat transfer like what aluminum does, and uh, it's a great material. They have all kinds of energy-efficient um, uh, glass materials that they use. Uh, it really is uh, the best window, a replacement window on the market, and it's renewable by Anderson. If uh, you are tired of that high electric bill, if you're tired of uh, the the discoloration between the glass uh, of your windows, you're tired of the drafty windows, uh, then I want you to call Renewal by Anderson uh, to replace the windows at your home. And their number is 222-8064. Again, 222 Eight zero six four, uh, great present for your spouse as well. And they're having great specials for the month of Decem- December. It's three hundred and fifty dollars off every window and seven hundred and fifty dollars off every door. There's a minimum of four uh, that you have to purchase. But and they're also having some great specials just for our listeners, just for uh, our radio show listeners. If you call two 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 eight zero six four especially if you um sign up before the end of the year there's some great specials i know they're trying to get in uh, as much as possible before the year ends two 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 eight zero six four and that's renewal by anderson all right that music means i got to take a break uh we will be right back if you have a question home improvement question there is a line open for you you can get in right now three four oh one oh four five again three four oh one oh four five you're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Welcome back. In the House final segment this week's show. Got about six, seven minutes left. If you would like to give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045 with your home improvement questions. You can also email questions at universal roof jacks.com all right let's go back to the phones let's talk to jessica in arlington jessica how are you this morning
3: hey good how about yourself
0: pretty fantastic thanks how can i help you
3: hey i've got a house um former tenant occupied and it's empty now and i'm trying to get it fixed up to sell and I've got some fogged up windows and windows off track, and I'm just hit a wall with money. and I'm trying to find out if I just have to suck it up, and do it, because the inspection will fail me, or if it's something maybe I can just find a cosmetic workaround for the time being. I'm not sure how to handle it.
0: Sure. So when we look at the selling of a home, there's certain things that that are um, that 100%. I would say you would need to fix, and there's certain things that that you may or may not need to so for example if you have an active leak somewhere you got to stop that right that's structural right. you know that can cause structural damage that's an issue mm-hmm. uh, if there is a function if there is a window let's say in a in a bedroom and it does not function so let's say you can't open it to get out in case of a fire uh-huh then I would say, okay, you need to fix that window because it's a safety hazard right. and that would be an issue in the closing of the house. If you have a window that, you know, the seal is broken and it just kind of fogs up, uh, you know, there's a discoloration within the glass, that not that isn't necessarily a functional problem where it's going to stop the sale of the home. Now, aesthetically, you know, somebody may come in and say, oh, well, that doesn't look good. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to spend all this money on uh I'm going to have to spend all this money on on doing repairs. Mm-hmm. So so it, again, if it's functional where it's a where it's a hazard or it's a major problem, then I would say I go ahead and fix that stuff before you put it on the market. If it's an aesthetic item uh and it's inexpensive to fix, then I would say go ahead and fix it. If it's expensive uh, then I probably wouldn't, and so I, I don't know if that answers your question. But yeah,
3: yeah, just is there a cosmetic way to fix fogged windows, or is it just replacing no. the
0: whole thing? Yeah, it's replacing the whole thing. So okay. in general, when we look at windows and doors, it, it's the it, it is a long term repair, meaning that. You're not going to necessarily get the same amount of, the, of money more out of the house by right. replacing the windows and doors. It's, it's not one that I would do as part of the right before I sold the home. One mm-hmm. of the main advantages to windows and doors, the newer ones are way more efficient. And so it's a long-term return on investment, not necessarily a one-week return on investment. I
3: got you. Okay, well, I appreciate that. That's definitely something to consider
0: sounds good good luck with the sale of that house i hope you get more money than you uh than you wanted out of it that's what i hope
3: <laughs> thank you so much you have a good day right.
0: thanks okay. uh, you have a wonderful day as well and if you do uh decide that you know that you know There is a, a, a fire hazard one where it has to be replaced, or if you're thinking, anybody out there listening, thinking about replacing your windows and doors, uh, Re- Renewal by Anderson is a great company to do that. Again, Renewal by Anderson, uh, their phone number, 222-8064. Of course, area code 904, it's 222-8064. All right, let's do an email question here really quick. Uh, this comes to us from Catherine. Uh, Catherine writes, 12 uh, shingles blew off my house during the Matthews storm. I haven't replaced them yet because I have not found someone to repair the shingles at a reasonable cost. Will my roof start leaking when it rains? The roof is 13 years old. My insurance company closed the claim due to the fact that the roof did not need to be replaced. Also, why is my ceiling bubbling in certain spots? Um, Okay, so the ceiling bubbling is probably from the roof. Uh, Understand that when roofs are installed, especially shingle roofs, they do not, we do not, uh, put extra shingles on. It's not like, you know, hey, let's put an extra couple layers on just in case one of them blows off. Uh, And so uh, when a shingle blows off, Uh, that is an opening that can allow water to come in. And so those areas of bubbling, obviously I haven't seen it. Um, but those two things are most likely connected, uh, because when the shingles are missing, that's a hole, that hole can cause water to come inside the house. And so that is not something that I would let go. That does need to be fixed uh, pretty immediately. And so I'd have a certified roofing contractor come out to take a look at it. Many times it's a minor repair and many times, it's way more damage than what it appears like from the ground, and that roof needs to be replaced. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com code super 24.